0: This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio.
1: MEPs have been discussing accessible website access relating to public bodies at the European Parliament in Brussels this week. Politicians met with RNIB and the European Blind Union to look at how smart devices can open up internet content and apps for visually impaired people, but highlighted the importance of the information being uploaded in such a way that it is accessible. The members have agreed to take further steps to improve that accessibility and will report back to the Chamber at the end of April with proposals to advance legislation coming after. Finlay Duncan spoke to one of the lead MEPs in Brussels.
0: I'm Vicky Ford, a Conservative member of the European Parliament for the East of England.
1: Uh, Firstly, tell us then about the talks last night, what it involved and, and how it works.
0: So what we are looking at with the European Parliament and the 28 countries in Europe, is how to try and make sure that websites and public sector information is available to all and accessible, especially for people with sight issues, for blind people, for deaf people, and this is the whole website accessibility initiative that we're having across
1: Europe. You were able to meet with the RNIB this week. What were they able to say in terms of the issues they have?
0: Well, the RNIB and the European Union Association for Blind People came to meet me this week, and they were showing me how you can use your mobile phone to make information become in a spoken form for you or to change the way it's visually presented. But it's very important that the information which is uploaded onto websites is easily read by that device. The discussions we were having last night were uh, on public sector information and also on apps for example, can the app be interpreted by the mobile phone accessibility reading device to make sure that the information there can be in a spoken form. Discussions have been going on for two years now. The Parliament's asking for a very wide range of accessibility and the Member States, the 28 different countries, pushing back a bit um, because of how much it might cost and to try and make sure that we're really focusing on information that's needed. So, for example, historical archives. Does everybody need to have access to historical archives or should that only be available on a as-needed, as-requested basis. So if a blind person was doing research into a historical archive, they could ask for it to be made accessible, but it needn't necessarily be done. And that's the sort of detailed discussion we're having. But the practicalities of this are to enable a person who would be blind or a person who would be deaf to access basic information like... How do I register my child at the nearby school? And that sort of information today, we all get off the website. Why shouldn't everybody be able to use it too?
1: Indeed, is there an argument sometimes that perhaps we take these things for granted? If we perhaps develop these things, we don't realise that they're not accessible, there might be problems for other people.
0: Well, and the interesting thing I'm learning is that actually all the tools and devices are there to make them easily accessible. You don't need to have you know, somebody reading every single Word document, the readers are there, the technology's there to do it. You just need to make sure that it's well uploaded. So we had some very useful discussions with the blind community, um, very useful demonstrations, and there's been a commitment at European level and at international levels for many years now to say we want to make online information accessible to all, but it's actually delivering the detail of that is what we're now working on.
1: What happens next? Where does it go from here?
0: So we had a few more areas that need to clarify. For example, there was a long discussion on how much information from schools needed to be available to who is it on demand, um, or is it for everyone? And those sorts of discussions could have quite big spending uh, requirements unless we get it right. So we've gone away to say, let's do some more technical work on this, to have some more discussions with the 28 countries involved. And then the next meeting is gonna be at the end of April. And I'm hoping that if we get the technical work done in between now and then, um, it will be uh, done by the end of April. A key issue that we want to have here is that it isn't just an empty promise. We want to make sure that whatever is agreed is actually put into practice and that there are complaints mechanisms, reporting mechanisms, so if somebody's trying to access information they can't, they can send in a complaint, it'll get responded to, there's an ombudsman who can look at it, etc. So we want to make sure that it's not just you know, a promise on paper, but it's actually put into reality. Next meeting, end of April.
1: Finlay Duncan speaking with Vicky Ford, MEP there at the European Parliament in Brussels.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out InsightRadio.co.uk.